This is Wynema Van Zant, a beautiful creepster, and you're listening to a Paranormal Chicks. Paranormal chicks. Sinister sightings. What'd I say? Nine. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> and I have the memory of a goldfish. <laughs> we literally just talked about it. Mm-hmm, and I literally just looked it up to make sure. Yep. <sighs> goldfish? Like those crackers? With ADHD. That's what I'm like. A goldfish <laughs> with ADHD. You're Dory. Legit. But she's not a goldfish. But She's a some kind. <laughs> So you're just a fish. Okay. No wonder I'm afraid of you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We got some good ones. We always do. I mean, we have not had any bad stories. Nope. You ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. This story doesn't say whether or not I can say their name. So we're going to call her Dorothy. I've been listening to the podcast, and this is the first time I've ever written into one. And then parentheses, she wrote, hashtag obsessed with true crime and paranormal podcasts. Oh, my God. Thank you. She didn't say ours. <laughs> but she's the first time she's I know. Into I'm it. just kidding. It's we a joke. popped her cheery. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but I just finished with the second Sinister Sightings episode. And you guys asked for more true crime. Well, here you go. Nervous laughter because you have to laugh about things, right? <laughs> yes. I am a hairdresser in Tennessee, and this happened before I started working for this salon. There was a woman who came in and said she had just switched salons because of an ex she was having issues with. He had been stalking her, so she tried changing her number and switching up her routine. She kept coming to the salon and started seeing the stylist she was with regularly. As far as she knew, most of her personal life was better, and he wasn't bothering her as much. What she didn't know was that in caps he had been coming to the salon and seeing a different stylist what What? the fuck she didn't say that i did (laughs) his stylist chair was in front of the corner where he could see through the mirrors but she couldn't see him Uh uh-uh no No. that scary movie like suspenseful Uh, where you're like yes oh my god oh my god just look over so you can see him yes One day, she pulled into her apartment parking lot, and he pulled in behind her. They argued in the parking lot, and then he fucking shot her. What? To top it all off, after he shot her, he fucking shot himself. Oh, my gosh. What I didn't know until I found a news link to send you guys is that I live near the apartment complex she lived in. I remember all the police cars, ambulances, etc., but the road was blocked, and it was a few days after my birthday. I had to go to school a different way because my friend needed a ride and we drove past all of this. Holy shit. Anyway, here's a link to the news article. And surprisingly enough, I do have more true crime stories involving stalking, being held at knife point, and breaking into houses. Also paranormal. Your podcast is great and I love hearing fellow Southerners tell stories about things I love but feel like a weirdo for loving. Creep it real. Yay! Thank you, Dorothy. Dorothy, your story did not disappoint. No. First of all, holy fuck. Whoa. That's the problem with people not taking stalking stuff seriously. Yes. Because if you let it escalate 
and it's not nothing's done about it like i'm not saying this girl she obviously tried like i'm saying like law enforcement involvement not taking it serious Mm -hmm. it always ends in murder yes it always ends up in somebody at the very least getting hurt yeah and it's like i'm so i'm glad that the laws have begun to change Mm -hmm. golly that's so scary and like you said like sitting at a different salon chair no, 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 that is so fucking scary. Wow. Wow. And the fact that he had that gun with him, yeah, he was planning on killing her. Oh, for sure. Like he wasn't just like, do, 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 do. I think I'll take my gun today. No, he was. Right. He he knew what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. He may not have wanted to do it right that minute. Like he may have just had a gun with him all the time. Yeah, but he had a gun with him all the time for a reason. Yep. This one is titled "Creepy Men," and it's. Not true crime, I don't think. <laughs> it could be, though. I mean, it, yeah. Okay, this is from Melissa. Hey, Carrie and Donna, I'm addicted to your podcast and thought if anyone would appreciate the women in my family, it would be you gals and the Creepsters. So here it goes. It began in the early 90s when I was a little girl. We lived in a busy neighborhood, but we're planning on moving to a different part of town only a few streets away. It was our last few weeks in the house when Mom woke up to the sound of a gruff voice whispering her name. She opened her eyes thinking it was her partner only to be confronted with the gnarled face of an old man staring down at her with the most terrifying grin. No. She tried to shake her partner awake, but he wouldn't stir. She reached for the bedside light, but as she flicked the switch, it wouldn't turn on. (gasps) The whole time, the creepy, grinning face is still staring at her. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Mom gathered all her strength, slid down the end of the bed, and turned on the main light to the room. The creepy, grinning man disappeared the second the room was lit. Mm-mm. We moved house a few times, and that seemed like the last we would experience the creepy man. Fast forward to 2000, I was an anxiety-ridden 13-year-old who hated her stepdad and spent most of my time locked in my room unless it was after school and I had the house to myself. It was a typical after-school afternoon. I was laying on the living room floor watching music videos and avoiding my homework. I mean, is she me? (laughs) Did you have closed caption on so you can listen to, you can learn the lyrics? No, I wasn't that smart back then. In the glass of the TV stand, I saw the silhouette of a man standing behind me. I thought my stepdad must have taken off work early and been home the whole time. I turned around to apologize for having the sound up too loud, but no one was there. I got up and had a look around, but I was home alone. I thought it must have been all in my head, so I settled back in to watch the top requested songs of the day. TRL! (laughs) Hey, Carson Carson Bailey! Bailey. Yes! (laughs) Man, I wanted to be in New York so bad. And I just wanted to date him. (laughs) You just wanted to have sex with him. I mean, that too. (laughs) All of a sudden, there was a sound in the kitchen. I froze, too scared to move. Bang, I was hit in the head with a heavy glass. What? I switched off the TV and ran out of the house. I hid out at a local park until my mom got home. I didn't even want to be in that house alone anymore. Lucky for me, my mom left my stepdad about a month later, and we moved out. 2004. I now had a little sister who was a fun-loving toddler. It was just the three of us. 
she would come running down the hallway from her room to the living room looking scared and just want to cuddle. As her vocabulary developed, she would talk about seeing a man in the backyard picking fruit. She would talk about his clothes and brown hat. It seemed to be more than just imagination of a toddler, but we didn't think too much of it until she started talking about him being in the house. She would say things like, the man is over there in the corner and he doesn't like you. It was unnerving, but seemed harmless enough. It wasn't until I got home from school one day and went up to my room to drop off my bag. I opened my door and was hit with a foul smell that seemed to be emanating from my closet. It smelled like cigarettes and the sickly sweet body odor of someone who is an alcoholic. Ooh. Man, she sounds like you, knowing all these specific shit. <laughs> Carrie would be like, I smell a wet dog on a summer day with a green Jolly Rancher. Wait, what the <laughs> fuck? It's crazy. Okay. It was so strong that I was certain someone had broken in and was hiding in my room. I made mom check my closet, but no one was there. I was terrified to the point I stayed with friends until mom called people to have the house blessed. That was one of the last times anyone in our family had experience with what we referred to as the creepy man. Thanks for reading, Melissa. My gosh. Whoa. Like, whoa. Whoa. Okay, Joey Lawrence. <laughs> whoa. That was, that was terrible. So, no, that was spot on. Was it? I feel yes. like that was terrible. No, that was spot on. Look at me going, that was terrible. No, no, no. Nope about that house. Oh, my gosh. I could not. I See, mm-mm. Her mom, like... You know what I thought about whenever you read that part about her mom having to go check that damn closet? Uh-huh. This is why I can't fucking have kids. Right? Uh-uh. Can't. Nope. 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 <laughs> no. Like, I ain't gonna check that fucking closet. Like, I got life insurance on you. It's okay. We'll have better for your little sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pay the house off. Dang. Okay, so we have had this email for a while, and I wanted to get permission from the author before... We read it, and then one of our last episodes, I was going to read it, but we already had a pretty heavy yeah. email, and so I was like, I don't want to end with this heavy email, so I'm going to read it now. Okay, so the email's titled, Facebook Shenanigans and Other Flotsam and Jetsam. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Yes. She said, you might want to reread this if you choose to share on your podcast. You'll see why as you read. Hee <laughs> hee. Facebook is conspiring to keep us apart. Every time I click on the APC group, it crashes on my cell. BTW, my only connection to the outside world is I'm disabled and can't get around easily. With Facebook's current legal and financial state, I'm, among other things, flattered they've targeted me. Sidebar, though. (laughs) We did. We had had been having a lot of problems with our Facebook group, like, crashing. Like, the the whole app would Mm -hmm. crash on people when they would go to the... So... I think they said it was some update. Yeah. But I think it's fixed. But if you're still having problems, let us know. Like, send an email. So... She said, I tend to write in a stream of consciousness, and my MacBook Pro needs a new battery, so I'm writing this on my cell with big, fat, clumsy fingers. (laughs) Please, bear with me. (laughs) I got you on that. I know. First, I used to be a sex worker. This was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I am of two minds about Eileen Wernos. I am also a survivor of a family member's and others' pedophilia. 
Please don't be too horrified about this. After years of therapy and volunteering to help other survivors, I'm in a good place with it all. It is, quite simply, only a part of me, not who I am. Anywho, back to Eileen. As a former sex worker, BTW strippers like to be called exotic dancers. Remember we had that conversation? Oh, yeah. I had been forced to take a life to save my own. It was literally him or me. I chose me. So I come from a space where I can understand slightly where Eileen was coming from. Albeit, I'm crazy in the best way possible and don't have any mental health issues like she did. So taking one life, something for which I ask forgiveness every day because it was in self-defense, even if this man tried to take my life, all life is sacred and I'm simply another sentient life trying to make it through this reality. What makes me so special? Not the time for an existential convo, maybe over a bucket of extra crispy potato wedges and a nice bottle of Freak Show. Yes. I know we'll meet one day. I am also a sensitive of sorts and have had several bouts of deja vu while listening to you two. Please don't be too weirded out. Oh, hell no. I always have that. Anywho, Eileen's problems stemmed from too many mental demons and no one to love or care about her enough to help rid them. Mm Mm-hmm. I can't help but empathize more with her than her victims, mainly because I've seen the nature of men. They are, for the most part, supported by the patriarchy and will never see us anything other than less than who and what they are, if that makes any sense. 100. But I do like her caveat, for the Mm -hmm. most part. Yeah. Believe me, I am not a man-hater. Yes, I'm also gay, but I've raised and nurtured a son who, BTW, Donna, isn't adverse to extra-large stuffed crusts. (laughs) Yes. Yes. He is going to make some woman a good husband because he not only likes women, he cherishes cherishes us. Oh, gosh. He was raised by a good mama. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just been my experience that men ultimately protect, support, and make excuses for misogynistic behavior. The patriarchy is so insidious that it even has women excusing and even supporting misogynistic behavior. And in parentheses, she says, Mike Tyson and the girl in the hotel room at 3 a.m. She knew why he wanted her there, so she should have expected it. And Bill Cosby and 32 women and the hashtag MeToo movement, why'd they wait so long to come forward, all said by other women. Yeah, that's crazy. See, told you, I'm of two minds about her, and y'all should reread this before sharing. (laughs) I think that's all I have to say about that. Here's me creeping it real. I was asleep one night while still living in New Jersey. My son and I relocated to Colorado in 2016, which is where we were homeless for two years before getting our shit together and getting an apartment this past April. Yeah, details over that bucket and wine. Anywho... I awoke to a black mass, which prevented me from moving. Now, it's been my experience that not all black masses are evil. Some spirits can only muster enough energy and or ectoplasm to make amorphous forms, such as black or white masses and shadows. But this one emitted pure evil. My go-to reaction in this situation was to recite the Lord's Prayer. I am on the Wiccan pagan path, but my philosophy dreams of so much more. Hamlet. He. <laughs> that was, whew, she's so smart. She's over she, my head. <laughs> Girl, you need a podcast. <laughs> I know, God, she's so smart. 
Anywho, every time I tried to recite it, it only came out gibberish. Finally, I screamed to Jesus and to Mother Moon to help me, took a deep breath, and yelled the Lord's Prayer at the top of my lungs, and it disappeared. I have seen and experienced a great many things within my sensitive self, but this is one of the three times i ever been truly afraid, not for my life, but for my soul. Golly. Whoa. Wrapping it up for now, I have a straight crush on Carrie. (laughs) No worries if unrequited because you know you're straight. (laughs) (laughs) Donna, my sister from another mister, how can you be a paranormal fanatic and not know that H.P. Lovecraft is not only the father of Cthulhu, but one of the OGs of horror? And if you say you don't know who Cthulhu is, I just don't even... Uh, you just don't even. <laughs> <laughs> she said, Ella, I love you both. Creeping it real. And as soon as I can afford it in my tight AF budget, I'm going to become a total creepster so I can introduce y'all. Oh, uh, my God. Be at peace, Trey. Because in my hearts, we're already old friends. P.S. I apologize for the rambling quality of my email. But, yeah, stream of consciousness and all that. Oh, my God. So good. Yes, Trey. For, okay. Wow. So many things to say. First um, of all, well, for, well, what's your? Well, she uses words I had to Google. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but also this is not a plug. I just want you to know that you don't have to be a total creepster to introduce us. It's beautiful creepster, beautiful creepster, up, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, girl, you don't have to shoot for that moon. Yeah, like not saying that you have to do anything, but if that yeah, is don't feel obligated. Yeah, if that's what your goal is. Don't do that. You know, you don't have to do total creepster. Just wanted to say that. Now let's get back to her nitty gritty email. Well, because we talk so much about Eileen, you know, we just had such a good mm-hmm. conversation around her. And I think that thank you so much for sharing what you've been yes. through and what you've had to do in your life to survive. And she I, is a badass, strong motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And we mean that in the nicest way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So I just appreciate that insight on, again, someone who has lived as close of a life yeah. to Eileen as I feel like you can without having all of her demons. Right. And to hear someone that has has been through some of those same things and that has come out on the other side and is, I don't know, thriving. I feel mm-hmm. like you're thriving. Yeah. Um. And growing and learning who you are and how the things you've been through are making you who you are. And I don't know. Yeah, totally. So I really appreciate this email. Yes. You the best. And let's get that bucket. Mm-hmm. But I think Freak Show is a red wine. I could be wrong. And I don't do red wine. Well, I went straight to American Horror Story, so I don't know. <laughs> but I don't do red wine. Okay, this is from Tawny. And she sent it from her professional email, and she said, okay, so ignore that professional email, LOL. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just listening to you all while I'm at work, and if I don't do things when I think about it, I'll forget. Yes. Same Z's. (laughs) I actually have a paranormal story and a true crime story, but I need a minute to compose my true crime, so for now, this story is about my current house. I think it was built in 1967, maybe, but when we bought it, there was no disclosures of death in it or anything like that. It has all the normal old house creaks and sounds and whatnot. 
We have a split-level home, bedrooms upstairs, and a den downstairs from the living room, but we just call it the basement out of habit. So my husband goes twice a week to play board games with some friends, and I usually end up sleeping with my three-year-old because I hate sleeping alone, and this particular day happened to be a Saturday night, so I tend to let Hunter stay up late until I go to bed or he falls asleep. Well, he fell asleep, and I'm sitting there with Netflix on and playing a phone game, and I hear the front door open and close. Then I hear the door to the basement open and close. So I figure he's maybe checking on some laundry he started before coming upstairs. 30 minutes or so have passed, and I don't hear anything else. So I go down to the living room, and the door is locked. I text my husband and ask him what he's doing in the basement. His reply I'm still at errands. Why? So I called him freaking out and told him what I had heard and he told me to lock the bedroom doors and he would come home, so I did. Ten minutes later, he texted that he was coming in the front door and I heard him go downstairs and upstairs and he said he couldn't find anything at all. So I have no clue what it was, but it freaked me the fuck out. Mm Mm-mm. Fast forward to about a year later, and it's the same situation, and I wasn't even thinking about the first time. But there I am. This time, Hunter was at his godmother's house, and I'm all by my lonesome. Thirty minutes later, after I hear the door, I just got up, locked the bedroom doors, and got in my closet. I put my phone brightness on low and texted my husband and asked if he was home. He said no, but he wouldn't be much longer, though. So I just waited there in my closet that time for him to come home and made him check everywhere again. Phew! Talk about being scared. On top of that, my son now refuses to sleep in his room alone. I know that all kids go through that stage at some point, but he's consistently telling me about how he doesn't like the wall beside his bed because it's scary and the fox, which is a sticker, on his opposite wall can't get over to protect him. Oh, God. He constantly stares at the ceiling and says there's bad things over there. And he has freaked me out about his room now, too. It may just be an overactive imagination on both of our parts, but in conjunction with my random house intruder that's not really there, it's scary as shit for me. Anyways, creep it real, my sister's from another mister. That's so cute that both of us said it. Oh, my God, I'd be so scared. Again, why I can't have kids, because mm-hmm. they see shit, and I don't want them to see shit. Well, and then you have to fucking be the strong one. Uh-uh. <laughs> be like, um... You go check. Mm-hmm. You're but, little. Be like, you can get in that spot better. Yeah. Go crawl down there and see what's going on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. This one is titled, Hometown Murder. Well, actually, she just said murder. Murder. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, hometown murder. Okay, so this murder happened a long time ago, so there's very little information about it online because, well, Al Gore had not invented the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, is she you? (laughs) I grew up in a smaller town outside of Atlanta, Georgia. My brother and I had a lot of neighborhood kids to play with. My older brother, poor kid, had red hair, freckles, and even glasses at the time. Oh, my God. So cute. Mm-hmm. He got picked on a lot from this one particular kid who lived down the street. We'll call him Adolf. As in... <laughs> Fuck. Damn. Also, your brother sounds precious. Mm-hmm. 
However, the bully had an older brother that was actually pretty nice and would stick up for my brother whenever he was around. Like he would tell his brother, Adolf, to leave my brother the hell alone. Well, one day, the nice brother skipped school and went to his dad's house. He ordered a pizza. When the pizza came, he went into the back room, grabbed his dad's gun, and shot the pizza lady in the head. Holy shot God. her in the head. Oh, my God. Like, what in the entire fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. He was the nice one. He I, didn't want a tip. <laughs> I was all of eight years old when this happened and remember vague details on the news. I do remember seeing her deaf husband crying on the news, sobbing. They had a newborn baby. Thanks, Mom and Dad, for the unhealthy doses of Unsolved Mystery and letting me watch the news about the neighborhood killer. I remember being upset because he was always so kind to me. So, yeah, it still freaks me out. Just glad I SSDGM and crep it real as a damn eight-year-old. For real. Love y'all, Kim. Oh, my gosh. Shot her in the fucking head. But for no damn good reason. He ordered pepperoni. He got fucking cheese. (laughs) You know he needs meat. He's a growing boy. (laughs) He needs protein. Hey, ladies. So I binged y'all's podcast and listened to every single episode in less than a week and loved almost every second of it. (laughs) Carrie's mouth is open. I was about to say yes, and I was like, almost. (laughs) Parentheses. I typically listen to it at work, and I work a 5 a.m. shift, alone in a very old building. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) So back to my yes. (laughs) But nonetheless, you guys are awesome, and I have quite the story for you. By story, I mean novella. In order for me to tell the whole story, I have to tell you some pretty personal shit So, I'd like to stay anonymous, but I'll sign with a name that isn't my own. So, if you guys decide to share this, you're welcome to use that name. So, here we go. I lived in the same house for about 17 years of my life. My parents were married for 15 years, but only 12 that I was alive and while we were all in that particular house together. So, when my mom left, she moved north and left my two sisters and I and me with my father. Not willingly. Oh, God. My father is a lot like Carrie's mom from the book, except that all of his religion is horseshit. He's actually horrible and drunk a lot of the time and lying and abusive in almost every form of the word piece of shit. Oh my God. My grandfather caught wind of some of the atrocities committed by my father and tried to gain custody of my two sisters and me, but failed. He did, however, have the three of us given medical and psych evals. At 17, I was diagnosed with a few pretty average disorders, including social anxiety, generalized anxiety, and depression. Eventually, my father did lose custody to my mom and my stepdad, and that's where the girls live now, and I live on my own. I don't remember a lot going on before my mom left, but after she did, I guess any positivity that was there left with her. I started waking up screaming and waking up where I damn well knew I didn't fall asleep. Like a different location. Yeah. I just had to say it for me to understand. No, I'm glad you did because I said, yeah, but that's not what I understood. (laughs) I think. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Locked doors opened by themselves right in front of us. It wasn't uncommon for my sisters and me, sometimes individually, sometimes all at once, 
to be just overbearingly overcome with pure terror or dread to the point of actual screaming beyond our control. Oh my God. But the things that really got me were the things I'd see. I vividly recall sitting in the shower shivering because I could see the shape of a child through the shower curtain. Of course, I assumed it was a sibling, but when it didn't answer me when I spoke or move at all, I knew it wasn't them, and I sure as hell wasn't about to find out who it was. Mm -mm. I once woke up in my bedroom to a person hanging by the neck from nothing on the ceiling. What? They promptly dissolved. There is a woman who sat in a rocking chair in the corner of the family room, and if something of my mother's ever went missing, jewelry, old makeup, old clothes, etc., there was a really good chance, almost a guarantee, that it would be in the family room. Maybe even doubled over in the corners or in dark spots all around the house. I experienced sleep paralysis a handful of times and I damn near drove myself mad trying to tell myself it's nothing. Plenty of other shit that I looked over and blamed on the stress or the kids, like turned picture frames and broken glass in strange places like our tea jug. Do you live in the South? (laughs) Like I said, eventually my father lost custody and we left the house. Of course, I have told therapists and guardian ad litems about these things. It was always attributed to anxiety and I accepted that was my problem. I forgot to mention I don't medicate, not even an ibuprofen, much less antidepressants. I'm just heavily meditated and I live on I live on a yoga mat. <laughs> Most things massively declined, if not disappeared completely after I left. But I still see my shadow people and I do still see people hiding occasionally, but nothing in my house. In parentheses she said I'm a practicing witch, and I promise you not a goddamn thing is getting into my fucking space. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Now for my favorite part. Later, my grandparents were looking into splitting land up for us grandkids, and there's a couple of little bits they won't will to us because my second great-grandfather lived and utilized them. He died in prison on two counts of murder. Oh, God. And apparently they're not sure that the two counts is enough. And also, my father's house was fairly large. Five bedroom, two and a half bath, hardwood floors throughout the whole thing. Even an in-ground pool, all sitting on 15 acres or so. My father is an asphalt truck driver, and I never understood how he could afford the bills alone. Later, I was told by my grandparents that it was a family house, that just happened to contain a double murder slash suicide. In parentheses, I didn't know if it was family or not. And then she said, that's one way to find cheap real estate, I guess. Dang. I mean, that's all hearsay, family lore, if you will. But it seems to make more sense than I'd like for it to. Or maybe it really is anxiety. Thanks for reading this mess of a story. Love you guys. Cat. Oh my gosh. I wonder if the stuff that was clearly already in the house if there was Mm -hmm. a murder suicide i wonder if it almost was like a poltergeist manifesting with all of the bad energy Mm -hmm. in the house from the dad you know yeah i definitely think it was something and especially if you still see it yeah it definitely charged that negative energy Mm -hmm. golly but good on you for making your house a safe space yes oh my gosh that person hanging by nothing Uh, uh uh-uh reminded me of hill house Mm -mm. I can't do it. 
Oh my gosh. Mm-mm. You're a strong mamma jamma. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yes, all of y'all, thank you for sharing all these like incredibly personal stories and journeys mm-hmm. and being so open and accepting to one another to their each other's life experiences yeah. and you know, I think that that's one thing that I love so much about this community mm-hmm. that we're in with y'all because everybody is so supportive and I know we always talk about the Facebook group, but it, I mean, yes, there's all this funny stuff that's great, but sometimes there's just these posts that people put about these personal things that they're going through. And it's just like the love and support yes. and like, no, we'd never make fun of you or, you know, Hey, mm-hmm. I'm that too. And, you know, just so yeah. that people get to realize that there, there are more people like you in the world For and sure. the things that you're going through, others have gone through and look, they've made it on the other side. Yeah. So thank y'all for sending them all in. Keep them coming. Send yes. us those emails, aparanormalchicks at gmail.com. Tell us any stories you want us to know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And remember, creep it real and, and don't, don't get scared. scared.